You're tuning in to the High Performance Path podcast, and I'm your host, Alex. If you want to increase your productivity, enhance your mental performance, hack your sleep, and build a bulletproof body, then you're in the right place. Get ready as we dive into interviews with performance coaches, business owners, and health professionals to find out their daily routines, habits, and movement practices. All right, let's go. Alright, welcome guys. This is episode 00, that's what I'm going to call this. This is the intro, first episode of the High Performance Path podcast. So this episode is just me, I'm just going to introduce myself and let you guys know a little bit about my background so you can kind of get up to speed. Right, so where do we start? Alright, so I grew up in Sydney, north northwest ish Sydney, um, Castle Hill, Barara, Hornsby kind of area, um, went to primary school that way, went to high school that way, and then didn't leave Sydney until I was 19, actually I've skipped a little bit here, let's backtrack, so high school, didn't really like high school, I was kind of only there just because I had to. Um, what did I do? I was, I was into sport, but not really, if that makes sense. Um, I was naturally, naturally okay at most sports that I tried in primary school. Um, when I got to high school, um, I started skateboarding. I wasn't into my health at all. I kind of lost interest in most sports. All I wanted to do was skateboard. Um, so that was kind of, I was always active, um, but in a different kind of way, not like sports specific active. Um, I did, I played um, rugby league, early high school. Um, I had a kind of a growth spurt pretty early, like year seven, year eight, which kind of helped, but then I kind of stopped growing year, year nine ish, everyone started having their growth spurts and I became tiny, just like I was in primary school. And then I was like, this is no fun. I'm just getting injured. So stopped doing that. I was kind of just interested in skateboarding anyway. That's what I did most of high school. Um, That was heaps of fun though. Traveled around, got public transport all over Sydney, exploring skate parks around, going into the city. Um, Waterloo was a good one, Camaray, which is like around North Sydney, and then the locals, the local parks like Barara, um, Golson, which was across the road from high school I went to, Golson High, um, what were some other good local parks? Yeah, so, I didn't really like high school, I didn't do well, most of my classes I was you know, bottom of the class. I don't know how I passed, to be honest. I stayed to year 12. Not really sure why. I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. So the easy option was just to stay in school and kind of prolong having to make that decision. Because it is a hard decision when you're that age, like 16, 17. Like, how are you supposed to know what you want to do as a career when you're that age? I don't think anyone should know 
at that age. But um, stayed to year 12. Um, didn't really want to go to uni, but I got an ATAR anyway, or UAI, whatever they call it now, the mark that you get to get into uni. Didn't really want to go to uni, but I just wanted to keep my options open. So I was like, whatever, I'll just get it. Um, when I got my marks back, I, I didn't even get a entry mark. I got a mystery mark, which is, I think if your mark is 30 or below, they don't tell you, you just get a mystery mark. I'm not really surprised, to be honest, but um, I didn't really put any effort in. I did zero study, zero homework. I did no assignments, just didn't interest me. I think I just didn't really, I don't thrive in that kind of school kind of classroom environment. Um, what I actually wanted to do was join the military after year 10. Now, you can't join the military until you're 17. You can start the process before, but you can't actually step off and leave to join until you're 17. So my birthday is December. So by the time I was 17, it was the end of year 11 and the first term of year 12 would have started. So I was thinking to myself, well, if I'm going to stay for all of year 11 and the first half of year 12 or the first quarter, I might as well just stay for another nine months and finish and then kind of join or, you know, I think I was kind of just, pro again, prolonging the decision because I didn't really know what to do. So I just thought I'll just stay. Um, so anyway, finished, finished year 12, shit mark, didn't really care. I was just kind of happy to leave school and kind of work and start earning money and kind of have more freedom and just been able to do kind of more of what I want. Not that I really knew what that was, but so finished year 12 and I didn't really know what to do. Some of my mates were traveling Europe. So I thought, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a bit of travel before I get stuck into any sort of commitment, whether that's a trade or any sort of job or study of some sort. So I thought, yep, yeah, let's save up and let's go with them. So, and again, that's just prolonging the decision. <laughs> didn't know what I wanted to do. Didn't want to make a decision. So that was kind of an option of something where I didn't have to decide. So finish year 12, worked like three jobs. I worked full time uh, doing brick laboring for a brickie or a couple brickies. That was pretty shit work. Um, delivering pizzas on the on like weeknights and weekends. And then I worked um, for an amusement ride kind of company on the weekend, setting up fates, uh, like school fates and stuff. So setting up jumping castles and fairy floss and snow cones and that sort of stuff. So that kept me pretty busy. And I, most of that, actually, I'm pretty sure all of that was cash in hand. So 
I saved up heaps because I didn't have to pay any tax. Saved up a fuckload of money. Booked my flights, whatever. Booked everything. Because I actually, I started saving later than the others. So I was kind of pushing myself to kind of catch up. I was playing catch up. Um, anyway, did it. Went on the trip. It was fucking sick. It was about four months in total in Europe. Um, I went all over Europe. Didn't work over there, so I only took um, my savings and I just lived off, off that. And I kind of didn't really have a plan for most of it. I think we planned the first five or six weeks. Um, and then that was really good. I could I could talk about that trip in a whole episode, which I'm not going to talk about that now. Fast forward to coming back from Europe. Um, that's when I kind of decided, you know what, I've been wanting to join the military. And traveling gives you a lot of, you know, um, you've got a lot of time to think and it, you get a lot of new experiences and meet a lot of people and at that age, so I was 18, it's, I think it's really good for someone that age to travel um, anywhere. Europe's good, but traveling anywhere would be good for people that age. Um, so that was kind of like a mini, like when, when people do their gap year, like the year after school, that was when I did it. Um, came back and decided, all right, fuck it. I already commit to joining I've traveled heaps I like traveling um I kind of thought I, I want a job where I can stay active because I was kind of I was kind of getting into my my fitness towards kind of like after high school and that's kind of what um that's what kind of pulled me to the military I wanted an active job I didn't really want a job where I was inside at a desk Never has appealed to me. Still doesn't really ever appeal to me. Um, and I just did four months away from home, so I knew I could get posted anywhere in Australia and not really have an issue because I wasn't, I wasn't homesick. You know, like I missed my family, but I wasn't homesick. So I knew I could kind of do it. Um, so I got back, applied. And I think it was about six months-ish from when I applied to the day that I left. So those six months, I kind of just, I think I just worked one or maybe two jobs or maybe I did all three. I can't really remember. Um, but anyway, fast forward to leaving for the military, left Sydney, um, did the training at Wagga, which was, um, oh, actually, so what I joined as was an airfield defense guard. So it's like, um, it's in the Air Force and it's like Air Force security. Um, it's basically, I think the title is like um, a weapons specialist in the RAF, basically just a security guard for planes. But we're trained with all kinds of different weapons um, and we, we were trained how to work in teams, kind of similar to infantry. Um, just kind of picture infantry, but basically we're just security guards for planes. 
Anyway, uh, recruit training was at Wagga. That was an eye-opener. I was 19 when I went in, so I was quite young. So I was kind of a, like, for a 19-year-old, it's it's pretty eye-opening to go through that. Um, made it through it. Don't know how. Then went to Amberley, which is just outside of Brisbane. That's where the airfield defence guard training was. That was a lot tougher. That was a bit longer as well. And that's where you learn all the... Your um, so the first the first training at Wagga is like the recruit training. So everyone who joins the military, no matter what job they do, goes through that military training, which is like the ironing, ironing your clothes, dusting, and you know making your bed like a certain centimeter from the top of the the pillow or whatever, all that sort of stuff. Learning to march, like doing drill, all that discipline stuff. That's recruit training then after that training everyone branches off to their it's called initial employment training which is your job specific training so went to brisbane to do that and that was really cool that training was really challenging that was really physical um yeah that was tough that was really rewarding to finish and actually get through it anyway got to the end of that training started the job i was like sick now what Started the job, wasn't really what I thought it would be. Um, and when I joined up, I joined up on a four-year contract to the RAF. And about six months into my job, I thought, mm, this isn't really what I thought it was. What are my kind of options? Because I'm stuck here for four years. Now, that does include the training though. So it was about six months of training. So I had about three and a half years left. If I wanted to leave, there's not really any reason. There's not any way to leave unless you have a legit reason. So you can't just leave because you decide to leave. You can't. So anyway, that was um pr- pretty soon. Uh, so about six months into the job, um, I got a deployment over to. Um, Abu Dhabi and that was that was pretty lucky like especially only being there for about six months I was one of the junior guys um, so it's pretty lucky a lot of guys go through their whole careers like 30-40 years without a deployment so it's pretty lucky but then over there that was it was about seven months of oh, one of the worst things I've experienced it was an experience, but that while I was over there, that just made me realize that there's absolutely no way I want to spend my career doing this job. I, w- I won't go into why. It's just not, I wasn't passionate about the job. And I actually get pretty angry talking about, like it gets me, I get kind of revved up talking about what I don't like about the job. So I'm not going to talk about that. Um, I can maybe do that in another episode. Um, but anyway, come back from deployment and actually, well, when I was on deployment, there was a lot of downtime. So we did shift work. It was like 12 hours on 12. The shifts changed a lot. Actually, it was, it was kind of just all over the shop, but 
there's not much to do on a military base overseas. There's the gym. There's the mess hall where you eat. There's that's pretty much it. So you're either at work or you're sleeping or you're eating or you're at the gym. That's basically all there is to do. Um, so when I was over there, I actually started reading because I was into my I was into my um my health and my fitness. And so I was reading a lot of kind of training and nutrition kind of books on human human movement, you know, that sort of stuff. And then I started listening to podcasts. And then that kind of opened that was my first exposure to listening to podcasts. I knew what they were, but I, I think like they'd been around for a while, but I'd never kind of listened to them. And so this was about 2014. And so they were still fairly new then, but there was there was some big podcasts in America. There weren't really any Australian podcasts, any big ones anyway. Um, so start listening to podcasts and then started reading books based off podcasts, that books that had been recommended, and then started listening to other stuff and then started really diving down into that, that self-development kind of realm because I was kind of like... I was kind of lost when I was over there. I didn't really like my job. I was stuck over there. I had a lot of downtime. I was kind of just didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I had a lot of time to kind of think and plan and kind of just learn and kind of, yeah, I actually over there I, I realized how much I enjoyed learning and reading books and stuff. And I was never like that in school. I wouldn't. I think I'd read maybe two or three books ever before going on this deployment when I was like 19. So anyway, started when I got back, I started thinking, okay, I've got like another couple of years of this job. What am I going to do? Oh, I came back from the deployment and got posted to Newcastle. So never, never lived in Newcastle before this. Um, got posted which wasn't too bad because it was only a couple of hours from Sydney. So not that I kind of missed being able to go to Sydney, but it was good to have the option to go down there and see friends or family whenever because I'm so close. Like before when it was in Brisbane, it was like a plane flight or something like that. So it was kind of, it, it would get expensive if, if I came down all the time. So it was kind of, I didn't get to Sydney too often, but now because it, so, it was so accessible, that was that was a good change. Um, love Newcastle as soon as I come here. Um, I'm still still in Newcastle now. I think I've been in Newcastle maybe five years now. Five years, something like that. So yeah, and I was kind of thinking, okay, I'm going to be in the military for another two years. What am I going to do after? I have no trade. I have no uni degree. I have kind of no qualifications and the job that I was doing, airfield defense guard, you trained in like assaulting enemies and clearing buildings and kind of, you know, hiking through the bush and navigating up and down hills and reading maps. That doesn't really translate to anything outside because not even nothing to do with security because all the security stuff we do is with weapons and in like teams of 10, 10 men, it doesn't translate to anything. So there was absolutely no 
qualifications that I got from the training that I did. All I got from the training was um, like a beat up body. It's really hard on your joints, on your elbows, your shoulders and your knees. Um, and then I got a lot of kind of mental toughness training. So that stuff I can take away from that. That's not an actual physical qualification on a bit of paper, but I did get a lot. I did grow as a person from the training. So I'm kind of grateful for that. Um, and the discipline and kind of the mental toughness, all that you can apply to other areas of your life. So it's not so bad in the end, but I, you know, I'd had to decide, okay, I got no, I get, I have to leave sooner rather than later because the longer I stay in, the harder it'll be to get out with no qualifications. If you're like the older you are, the harder it is in the workforce when you're outside. Also, I'd like, I didn't have any serious relationships, don't have any kids or anything. So if I stayed in the military and then ended up getting to that point, that would be way harder to leave because I had people, I would have dependents that I would have to, you know, feed and house and that. And there's no way, you know, it, being single and with no dependents, that's the best way to be unemployed. So I was like, fuck it. I, I want to leave, just have a bit of freedom and just clear my head and have a fresh start and just, you know, whatever. If I have to bum around and struggle for a bit, it's better now when I'm younger rather than when I'm older. So I got, what did I do? I did my cert three and four in fitness online while I was in the military, just in my own time outside of work hours. I did my CrossFit level one. I started doing a bit of CrossFit training when I was in the military. Um, and then... I was like, all right, well, I'll get out and I'll, I'll travel for a bit. And because I'd done a, I did a lot of travel when I was in the military. Like I did, I traveled Europe before I joined. And then when I did join, I, I traveled a lot of Australia and I traveled a lot of, I traveled like outside of work hours while I was in because I was living quite comfortably. You get a lot of benefits in the military. I mean, if you go away for a couple of weeks, Everything's paid for, so it's quite easy to save money. Um, you go if you go away out bush for two weeks, you're spending nothing. So you've got two weeks of pay, plus you get like field allowance for being. If you have like no access to showers, you get paid a little bit extra every day that you don't have. Like if you're sleeping in the bush with no accommodation, you get paid a bit more for that as well. So, and then. Like I just said before, you're not spending money. So it was quite easy to save money occasionally. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, so plus the deployment, I had a bit of savings when I left and I thought, I really want to travel Australia, but it's so it's so big. You need a lot of, you need a lot of time to travel it and you need a lot of money. So there's pretty much only two, times when you can do that either wait until you're retired a lot of people do that a lot of people travel in a caravan around australia i met a lot of people doing that or if you quit your job because you, you just you can't take 
you know, to, or unless you use like long service leave or something. But I thought, you know, I'm I'm leaving. I have no job. I don't have to take any leave. I can take as long as I want. I might as well do it now because I might not be able to get a chance to do this again until I'm retired or something. So um, when I left, me and a mate and his girlfriend, we traveled up from Newcastle to Cairns um, in a camper van. That was a lot of fun. And then from there, I flew, I stayed in Cairns for a week-ish, 10 days maybe. Loved it up there. I'm yet to go back there. I'll be going up there soon. From Cairns, I flew to Perth. And then from Perth, I road trip back to Newcastle along the Nullarbor. So along south from Perth and then across the Great Australian Bight. And then through to Adelaide. And then when I got to Melbourne, I kind of skipped most of that because I've seen most of between Sydney and Melbourne. Um, yeah, that was about two months. So I've seen like half of Australia and I did skip, a, I had to skip a lot. So there's still so much of Australia I haven't seen, but you know, you can't, you know, it's, it's so big. You need a lot of time to see it. So anyway, got back, um, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Started working at a CrossFit gym. And I started doing a bit of PT work here and there. Um, and I actually, what did I do? I signed up to drive Uber just before I left the military as like a backup. Like my car was, I could do it with my car. And I was like, I'll sign up and do it, but I just never did it. I was actually going to do it to save up a bit more money before I went on my trip. But I never got around to doing it. So I got back and had that as an option. So I was doing PT work coaching CrossFit classes and Uber and I was kind of balancing doing that. Uber was really good as a second job because it's so flexible. You can work whenever you want and you can work for as long as you want. You can stop and have a break whenever. Um, so I enjoyed that for a bit but that was not a very sustainable lifestyle. That was pretty shit hours I was actually working the complete opposite to nine to five so I'd wake up early like four or five a.m and uber or pt I'd get up anyway if I had no clients I would uber if I had clients I'd get up and train them but pt hours most people kind of know the normal pt hours they're early mornings before people go to work and then their afternoons to late evenings when people have finished work um, so you're working opposite hours to everyone and your break is during the day, um, which I'd probably, I'll, I'd have to nap during the day most days cause I was just that sleep deprived. My sleep pattern was just horrible. I'd be pulling all nighters doing Ubering and then going to coach in the morning or train clients in the morning because I just needed the money. So it was, um, it was actually, a, it was, it was a Pretty challenging going from like a comfortable uh, military wage with like um, like rent assistance and stuff like that, down, going to basically nothing or working for myself. So that was kind of good because it made me, I had to adjust my 
expenses, my weekly expenses, I'd adjust them right down. So I got used to living on like fuck all, like nothing. And a lot of those habits have stuck with me now. I got rid of a lot of stuff that I didn't need it. And now I'm earning more than I was when I was just out of the military. But my weekly expenses are they haven't gone up that much. I've kind of it's it was kind of it was a good experience to go from living comfortably to then having fuck all and realizing, okay, this is this this is not really essential, this isn't essential. And then going back up. It's a good kind of like it's a good lesson. So you you've got to you've got to struggle a, a bit in life to to learn things. So that was kind of good. I kind of like I don't know why, but I seem to put myself into difficult situations on like subconsciously on purpose so that I've I'm forced to grow from it. I don't know why I do it, but I just do it. Um that's kind of that's kind of what I like about CrossFit, the fact that you can't hide from anything and you're always you know, if you've got a weakness it will show up. There's no hiding from it. So you're kind of forced to address your weaknesses. Um, anyway, that is another topic for another co- uh, another podcast. Anyway, where were we? PT, Uber. Yeah, so I was doing that for a while. And I kind of thought, no, I can't. Hold, I, I'm actually earning fuck all money working stupid hours. I'm not happy doing it because my sleep is out of whack. I can't even afford the food that I want to eat, so I'm eating pretty averagely, trying to train and stay healthy, but, you know, it's not really, it's not kind of a priority anymore, a priority for me was just kind of earning money and, and earning, like, getting, get, like, earning a living and paying rent and paying, like, bills, so trying to get work, so... I was working pretty average hours, didn't have a social life, wasn't really enjoying it, wasn't healthy. I was like, okay, no, I've got to change this. Something's got to change. It's just not working. I had a few other unlucky things as well, vehicle dramas. You can never tell when a vehicle is going to just die, and it'll always die when you least want it to. Um, a few other things happened as well. Went through a pretty hard, went through a pretty rough patch, for, I don't know, like, probably a year after leaving the military. And then I ended up getting work as a casual labourer for a labour hire company, which is like, it's just unskilled labour. And I don't mind working, like, that kind of stuff. Like, it's hard work, but it's kind of easy. Like, I can do a whole day labouring and still, like, go to the gym afterwards. I'm kind of just used to that physical stuff. So that kind of suited me. Um, Stopped Ubering on the weekends because I kind of wanted a social life. Um, So I kind of changed a few of my jobs. And then from there, I kind of realized how much I enjoyed um, construction when I was working... A lot of my work was for Lake Macquarie Council. Um, And I actually ended up putting in for a job that came up. 
after I'd been there doing it for about a year. So to give you a bit of perspective on the timeline, I didn't really didn't really put in any years or months or whatever. But at this point, this is about 12 months ago, I started working um, as a labourer, just casual labour. So some, some weeks it was one one day a week, some weeks it was five days a week. They were fucking great weeks. Um, I was still coaching, still coaching at the gym to kind of get by because if I only had one day a week um, labouring, you know, I, I couldn't afford to pay my, my, my rent, my bills. So I needed to keep like one or two, jo- like one or two extra jobs. Um, did that for, for a while and then I ended up getting, I put in for a job that came up, a permanent job on the council, pretty much doing what I was doing. Um, and I ended up getting it about, about August this year, 2019. So, yeah, that was a lot of stress lifted, getting full-time work. So it took nearly two years for me to leave the military to then start back in a full-time position again. Now, over those two years, I wasn't looking for a full-time position but it was two years of a lot of like stress and kind of this like financial stress um and so after finally getting that full-time position it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders and it was such a relief and then since since then, so many good things have just happened. I don't know what happened at that point, but like I actually got the same day I got that job, I got offered another job because I was sick of waiting for a reply. And so I started applying for other jobs because I just wanted an answer so I could kind of move on. And then, so I got two job offers in one day, and that was after actually. I put I applied for this job in January. August was the date I started. That's how long the fucking process was. And that's how long I waited, kind of hoping like, oh, I'd be sick if I get it, but I'm still going to apply for other stuff because I don't know, like January to August for fuck's sake. Anyway, let's let's move on from that. So yeah, some good stuff's been happening since then. I've actually... Having that kind of stress lifted off me means I'm sleeping better, I'm training better, I'm in a way better headspace. I I've my I I think that's why I, I ended up getting the job because my head like I did a lot of this whole year, my headspace has changed a lot. We're getting pretty deep in this now. What are we, thirty five minutes in? Should probably <laughs> Could wrap this up before it gets too deep, but I'll continue on where, where I'm going. So, my headspace this year has got has has been way better than it was last year. Last year was a crap year; it was a write off. Whatever. This year has been so much better. Um, and the reason I don't even know why I've just kind of focused on 
I had to kind of be a bit selfish and focus on myself. So this this year, earlier this year and most of last year, like I said, I didn't really have a social life. And I kind of had to just focus on myself, just rebuilding financially, getting back on my feet, working on just my health, getting like starting to enjoy training again. Um, I can talk, I'll talk a little bit later about kind of what's, what kind of training I've done and what I do now. I'll go over that in another episode um, and then just kind of start starting to eat better and like once the ball starts rolling, it's just so much easier to kind of do other things like, yeah, anyway. So where are we at now? So I got a permanent job on the council. I started a book club, a self-development book club, which is Newcastle area. And that's just once a month. I mean, I was already doing, I was already reading a self-development book every month. And I, I go to a cafe most Sunday mornings. So I thought, fuck it, I'll just start a book club. Because I've been having conversations with people about books that I've been reading. And I think there's like heaps of other people that read these books. And I have mad conversations with them. So I'd love to just kind of make like a book club. So those kind of people can all come together and I can kind of have those those conversations every month. So that's what I did. I started that and that's going pretty well. That's um, every four to five weeks. If anyone's listening and who is interested, I'm, I'm not trying to plug this or anything. I'm just filling you guys in on what's going on in my life. But you can search Hunter Self-Development Book Club on Facebook. It's not on Instagram. It's just on Facebook so that I can make events and make them public like that, and so I can kind of just make an event and don't have to do anything else. Um, that makes it easy. So if you are interested, we meet up once a month. The book this month is Atomic Habits. I think the meetup is in two weeks, so this podcast will be out. Um, when you're listening to this, it'll be just under two weeks' time, so if anyone is interested... Um, I've, I've listened to it in, it's only short. I think it's about five and a half hours. It only took me a week to listen to it. So two weeks should be able to do it. Um, listen to it on the way to work, on the way home from work, um, on a walk, run, whatever. Anyway, so I run that. That's, that's pretty good. And I meet a lot of like-minded people that I'm into the same books and I love reading. So from that, I've been wanting to start this podcast for a long time, but it's kind of haven't, it hasn't been in my top kind of priorities. It's kind of been on the back burner for a while. A lot of other stuff has been more important, but now I'm, now I, I've been able to work on kind of other stuff that I have been planning so it's been a long time coming and it's finally out. 
So that brings us up to speed. That's a bit about me. I'm going to leave it there because this has actually gone a bit longer than I planned. But stay tuned for the next episode. We've got I've got an interview coming out with a mindset coach. That should be coming out. Actually, that might even be out at the same time that this is out. So you might even go be able to go straight into it. Alright guys, if you enjoyed this, please take a screenshot and share it. I'd love to see who's listening. And also, please subscribe and give a rating on iTunes. Sending positive vibes to everyone out there. Thanks heaps for listening.